Welcome to another edition of The Power of Words with me, your host, Kevin Treasure, author of The Power of Words and Winner's Mentality. Our aim is to help people win in life through the power of their words. You are born to win. Welcome, bless you, amen and amen. Welcome to the 100th edition of The Power of Words, The Winner's Mentality. This is a hundredth broadcast oh my god where's the let's let's get the let's get the oh come on god where, where, where are we where are we let's get let's make some noise let's make some noise yeah that's enough of that a hundredth broadcast a hundredth episode of the winner's mentality the power of word the power of words the winner's mentality uh, issuing over a hundred podcasts, encouraging people about the power of words. And I pray that you've been blessed. I pray that you've been encouraged. I pray that you've been edified and you've been helped, most importantly, in your walk with the Lord, in the walk, amen, in your Christian life. And just helping you use your words more effectively, helping you to be more aware of the words that you've been speaking, how you've been speaking. I just want you to, I just really want to help you be a better you because I truly believe that everybody has been called for a purpose. When I'm out there preaching, I tell people your eyes see, your nose smell, your mouth speak, your ears hear, your hands feel, your feet walk, your heart beats, every part of your body plays a purpose there is a purpose for every part and every organ for your body so if there's a purpose for your body there's a purpose for your life but many people live and die and they never discover their true purpose and that will not be you in jesus name you will fulfill you will discover and you will fulfill and you will carry out god's ordained purpose for your life it shall not be changed you shall not detour you are going to fulfill everything that god has put you on this earth to do so without further ado i just welcome the holy spirit of god because of him i can do nothing he's the one i've been depending upon all my life and as i grow in the things of god i continually want to depend on him more and more god wants people that will totally depend upon him i depend on him to raise my family raise my children depend on him to be a good husband i depend on him to be a good minister i depend on him just to be a better person i want to be the better person i was yesterday than i was last month than i was last year and i'm asking continue that i'd be changed because the bible says we're changed from glory to glory even by the spirit of the lord amen and today i just want to encourage you i just want to encourage someone out there in podcast land i want to encourage you concerning the power of your words and this title as you can see the war of words precedes the battle for possession i'm going to say that again the war of your words precedes the battle for possession amen there is going to be a war for words but that war for words is going to proceed it's going to come before the battle for possession what you say determines where you stay amen i'm gonna say it again what you say will determine where you stay what you confess will determine what you possess you've got to be careful of the things that you're saying when you look around you and see the things you have and say okay the things that i have and where i am that is all a combination of what i've been believing and what i've been speaking because proverbs 18 says death and life this isn't something i'm making up this is the word of god death and life are in the power of your tongue and they that love it or what you love you'll eat the fruit of what you've been saying you'll eat the fruit of it it didn't say death and life in the power of your enemies death and life in the power of demons it says death and life are in the power of the tongue of the spoken word 
and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof and if you've been listening to the podcast not long enough you'll know that there is a, a scripture in the old testament i love my bible but the scripture in the old testament that i always harken back on because i don't know what i've got of this affiliation especially with these two men joshua and caleb um, when it comes to the children of israel as we know the hebrews were enslaved for 400 years amen does it sound familiar 400 years they were enslaved and God brought them out by miracles, signs and wonders. God used one man. God will always use a man or a woman. And when God is not partial, he's known to use a, a child. Amen. And he's also been known in times past to use a donkey to speak to people. But God used a man to deliver the children of Israel from slavery with miracles, signs, wonders. It's a story we've all known since we were in school, since we were young. And the Israelites and Pharaoh said, I will not let your people go. And Moses said, let my people go. And God is still saying to people, let my people go. Sin must let you go. Amen. Drugs must let you go. Alcohol must let you go. Depression must let you go. Sickness must let you go. When God speaks, things happen. Amen. And I declare, let my people go. And if there are people out there that are struggling today, struggling with issues, I say, let God's people go in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You must be set free. You must be let go from everything that you've been going through you must be let go and we know that pharaoh was stubborn but god hardened his heart or allowed his heart to be hardened and then god said well because you choose to harden your heart i'm gonna allow you to harden it even more i'll harden your heart and he would not let him go but after the last and final plague amen by the initiation of the passover by putting the blood upon the doors and the lintels amen instituting the passover which is the first year of the first month amen for the jewish people the institution of the passover all the firstborn egyptians even the firstborn cattle died those that did not have the blood on the door and the lintels they all died they passed away they perished amen and then pharaoh decided to let god's people go and even then he still changed his mind and came after them so they had the red sea in front of them they had pharaoh's army behind them and god and moses said what should we do and god's why are you crying to me what do you have in your hands that's another message altogether i'll get there sometime in the, in the broadcast to come but that is a message that i have what do you have in your hands and he had the rod i don't know what you've got in your hands but if you're stuck between a rock and a hard place use what you've got in your hands and he stretched forth his rod over the Red Sea. And as we know, the Red Sea parted. And then it's recorded, it's documented. And the children of Israel went through. And when Pharaoh and his army decided to go through, they were swallowed up amen, by the Red Sea. They could not go where God's people had gone. And I want to let someone know, you can, there are people that desire to do what you can do, but they cannot because you're a child of God and God has ordained you to do some miracles. God has ordained you to go some places that no one else can go. They may be jealous of you, envious of you, but let me tell you something now. It's just simply God's grace and favor upon your life. It's nothing good that you've done. God has just chosen you to do some miraculous things. God has chosen you in your generation to go forward. He's chosen you to be the pioneer, the game changer. I mean, he's chosen you to be the light and salt in this generation and he's chosen you to do great things for him and he had taken them out and i want to let you know when god takes you out when he takes you out of sin when he takes you out of bondage when you are now a child of god and many of you you may be christians you may not be christians you may just enjoy the podcast you may just enjoy my voice enjoy what i'm saying but when god takes anybody out he takes them out to bring them in and the story that we have here in the book of numbers in the old testament if god doing some miracles of taking them out 
but his desire was to bring them in and to bring them in quickly. God wanted to do a quick work in them. He wanted to take them from the promise, from slavery to the wilderness into the promised land. Now, it's been said, depending on how we act or what we believe or how we conduct ourselves in the wilderness will determine how long we stay there. Oh my God, that's a message for myself. I'm going to say that again because sometimes we go through life and we go through areas of our life where we feel we're in the wilderness, where we feel that nothing's happening groundhog day things are just the same and we're saying god when are things going to change god when are you going to change my life when am i going to get to that promise when am i going to fulfill my dream and sometimes for many people it feels like we're in the wilderness of life it feels like yes we're going to work and we don't doubt god's promises god's provision he's blessed us he's kept us but we know that there's more and when we know that there's more when we're going through a wilderness in life because we know we haven't reached to the promise of god yet and there are promises for god in this life in this life there are promises god wants to give to his people in this life he said i want to give you houses that you didn't build vineyards that you didn't plant but they never saw those things amen they they stayed on manna 40 years amen they stayed in the wilderness they chugged round and round the wilderness for 40 years and that was not god's plan and if there's people out there and you're saying, I know that there's a plan for my life and I know I've been in the wilderness, but I make up my mind to believe God and I make up my mind by faith to take on the giants and to go forward and do what God has called me to do. This message is for you. And the Bible says in Numbers 13, the 40, he went out, he sent out 12 men to spark the land, 12 leaders. These were leaders, as you know. And they came unto the brook Eshkol and they cut down, verse 23, cut down from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes and they bear it between two upon a staff. And they brought up the pomegranates and the figs. And the place was called the brook Eshkol because of the cluster of grapes which the children of Israel cut down. And they returned from searching out the land 40 days. 40 days 40 is the number of trial and testing 40 days jesus was in the wilderness amen 40 days the children of israel, children of israel in the wilderness 40 days goliath taunted amen the children of israel before david turned up 40 is the number of trial and testing and the verse 26 says and they went and came to moses and to aaron and to all the congregation of the children of israel unto the wilderness of paran in kadesh and they brought back word unto them and they said unto the congregation and they showed them the fruit of the land and they told him and said we came to the land where you sent us and surely it flows of milk and honey so if it flows of milk that means there's loads of cows there if it flows of honey there's lots of honeycomb there it's just a good land and this is the fruit of it so he's saying listen god is right this is the milk this there's the honey there's the milk and this is the fruit of it they carried a group of bunch of grapes between two on the pole amen this is this is the, the land was great everything you said about the land god was true nevertheless no no listen anytime god sends you out forget the nevertheless forget the buts forget the howevers just stick with what god said amen what god says will always be true this is why he says the just shall live by faith but listen to what they said nevertheless the people be strong that dwell in the land and the cities are walled and very great and we also saw the children of Anak there and the Amalekites in the land of the south and Hittites, Jebusites, Amorites dwell in the mountains, the Canaanites dwell by the sea coast of Jordan. So they said what God said was true but we've seen some giants in the land, we've seen some people, so we've seen some cities that are great, we've seen people that are stronger than us. This is exactly what it's saying. We've seen some people that look stronger than us. Now coming from a people that just saw 
a whole nation, the strongest nation in the world at that time, get wiped out totally by a miracle-working God. They didn't need to lift a spear. Amen. They didn't need to wield a sword. They didn't need to shoot an arrow. God fought for these people. So coming from where they've just come from, and now to see people that they believe are stronger than them, this poses a lack of faith. And God is saying to people that you are maybe looking at a situation, but God is saying, do not look at the situation. Look at my promises. And this kind of rattled the people. And there are some things that will be said that will rattle you. But this was decision point. This was the point of where the God said, I'm taking you in the land, but this is who are you going to believe? Now you've got to this place where you may have your degree or you may not have your degree and you've gone for that job or you've started that business and it looks rocky but God is saying who are you going to believe? There are people that said well you don't have the qualifications to go for that job. Whose report are you going to believe? And some people say well you don't know much about to start that business. Who are you going to believe? If God told you to start that business if that business has been a desire in your heart for five years 10 years 20 years if that has been a desire and finally you are now breaking forth this is the season that you now know that listen to me everything i have needed to start this business who are you going to listen are you going to listen to god or are you going to listen to the negative influences in your life you've got to be careful of the negative influences you listen to you've got to be careful of people who will come aside you and sink negative in your life to try and distract you from where god wants you to go and the Bible says, and Caleb stilled the people. He tried to hush the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with them said, we're not able to go up against these people for they are stronger than we. And I'm saying, weren't the Egyptians stronger than them? And God will remind you, listen, well, the Egyptians were stronger than you. The Egyptians had you in bondage for 400 years. You built their cities, their pyramids. You built all these great things for them. But I delivered you. God is saying, I done it for you. Don't ever forget what God has done in your life. When you get to a point in your life where it seems like it's hard or it seems like you can't go on or it seems like it's impossible and it can't be done. God is saying, don't look at the situation. Look to me. God is saying don't look to the situation look to me look to my word God is saying look to my word when you're going through a situation don't look at the people don't look at the hardships look to my word amen because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and the Bible says and they and but the men that went up with him said we're not able to go up against the people they're stronger than me and 32 says and they brought up what's called an evil report of the land which they searched out god calls a report of doubt and unbelief evil he says when you doubt me when you don't believe me he calls it evil he says the 10 that didn't believe me calls their report evil joshua and caleb believe god it said the land that we've gone up to search is a land that eats up the inhabitants and the people that we saw were men of great stature and we saw giants in the land sons of anak that come of the giants and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers and so we were in their sight when you go up against a problem you've got to be careful what you believe about yourself this is why the bible says we've got to renew our minds you've got to renew your mind wherever you are going we've got to renew our minds some of us we've fought too low of ourselves i'm not saying you get high and mighty and you start saying look at me i'm i'm start walking in pride no i'm not saying that but i'm saying you've got to have a positive view of who you are 
You've got to see yourself as righteous. You've got to see yourself as forgiven. You've got to see yourself that you've been justified, that you're a friend of God, that you're loved by God, that God has good plans for you. There are so many people, they think that God doesn't love them and God is out sitting in the throne, like waiting to whip them and waiting to judge them and say, oh, you, this is, I knew, you'd, I knew you'd fail. No, God is not like our earthly fathers or some earthly fathers. God is a good father. And the Bible says, if we are being evil know how to give good gifts unto our children how much more shall a heavenly father give us good gifts and they got to a point where this was judgment day this was the day of decision the bible says judgment simply means a decision or the translation or the phonetic spelling mean crisis or crisis the children of israel had a decision to make for against were they going to believe god who had done so many miracles for them and bringing them out of egypt or they were going to doubt his promises. The Bible says that they brought back what was called an evil report. They brought back words. So you got to be careful of the words that people speak. People's words can keep you out of your destiny. Or people's words can bring you into your destiny. The war of words precedes the battle for possession. And as you read on in this. That the whole multitude. The ten decided to be the ten inflicted. I would say inflicted or influenced the whole congregation, about two to three million people, to an extent where they cried and they murmured and they said, Oh, you brought us out here to kill us and to kill our children. They even start speaking about, Let us make us a captain and let us return to Egypt. Can you believe it? With all that God had done for them, they said, Let us make us a captain and let us return to Egypt because they didn't believe that God had a good promise for them. I don't want to let you know you've got to believe that God has a good promise for you because when you hit a snag or you, you hit what looks like a brick wall or you hit a situation or a problem in your life, if you don't have the right mindset or the right idea or the right concept of God, you're going to start blaming God and say, oh look, I knew that God didn't want me to win or God didn't want me to fail. I knew that God said, no, God is not against you. I'm going to say that to you and I say I need to say it to myself sometimes. God is not against you. We've got a battle against the flesh, the devil, and the world. Amen. We're fighting on all fronts. But if God is for us, so the Bible says, if God is for us, Romans 8 says, who can be against us? So God is reminding us that he's with you. He's not against you. When it seems like all situation, when the bills are piling up, the mortgage can't be paid, and marriage is going wrong, and all kinds of things seem to be going wrong. Listen, it's not that God's after you. The Bible says that the devil comes to kill. The enemy comes to kill, to steal and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you could have life and have it more abundantly. So I want to let you know that enemies, God is not after you to tear you down. God wants to build you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you thoughts of peace are not of evil to give you an expected end but sadly in this situation that the whole congregation believed the report of the 10 spies who doubted and didn't believe God and they affected the whole congregation and that night they murmured and complained and wished they had never left Egypt and the Bible says that the glory of the Lord fell and God was so angry. He was, he, to say he was angry is an underestimate, un, uh, underestimation, underestimate. Get my words mixed up. Amen. Is underrated. God said, listen, God was angry. He was upset. And he said, of all the miracles that I've showed them, and for they're going to doubt me, amen, that I love them. They're going to doubt me, that I want to bring them into a good land. He said, all those and this whole generation, none of them are going to see it. 
only their children anybody under 20 those are the only ones that are going to see the promise except for joshua and caleb you see there was a battle for the war of words the war of words precedes the battle the war of words precedes the battle for possession i've got here what you speak will be an indicator of what you'll eventually possess let me explain i'll go back to the beginning adam and eve lost the possession of the garden there was a conversation that caused Adam and Eve to believe everything contrary to what God had said. Because of this, they lost possession of the garden. You see, the Satan, the, the, the serpent spoke to Eve. Eve spoke to Adam. No one listened to God and they lost possession of a garden. You see, there was a war of words. And the war of words precedes the battle for possession. They lost on, on the possession. They lost out in the garden. They lost out on intimacy with God. They lost out. And because of them, we lost out. But Jesus got it back for us. We have now intimacy with God through the person of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus Christ won it back by his death and resurrection and ascension. Amen. And by pouring out his spirit upon our life, we now have communion with God. We now have a relationship with God through the Son, through the person of the Holy Spirit. By faith, we now have a relationship with God. But listen to me, they lost out because of one conversation. They lost out in the possession of the garden that God had given him. David came to the battle. David came to the battle and had given them. Uh, where have I got this? Come on. David came to the battle and he saw every man fearful. He said a giant withstood Israel and he was speaking fear for the last 40 days. I want to let you know, if anybody's listening to fear constantly for 40 days, listen to me. There's no way you're going to have faith. You see, when confronted with fear, you've got to come with faith and you've got to come immediately. The minute you let fear speak to you for one day, two days, three days, 40 days, listen to me, you are going to be no good to nobody. I'm going to say that again. If you sit down and listen to fear, you are going to be no good to no one. And this giant had been speaking fear for 40 days. David came and he spoke back. And he counteracted the giant's words with faith and confidence in the living God. He declared what he would do to the giant and executed his plan. He said, this day, I'm going to take off your head. I'm going to give your body to the fowls of the air. He spoke back. Listen to me. When confronted with negative words, we've got to come back with positive words. And David said before that, he said, listen, what shall be given to the man? He takes off the kills his giant he said hey the king's gonna make your house tax-free hey listen to me i'll try listen to me i'd rather try than not try he said the king's gonna make your house tax-free and he's gonna give you his daughter and much riches come on man at least try and the bible says and david possessed what the king had promised and went on to possess much more the 12 spies returned from spying out the land came to the children of israel 10 spoke of giants in the land infecting the people of fear Two believed that they could defeat the giants and possess the land. Caleb and Joshua lost the war of words. And that generation failed to possess what God promised them. Caleb and Joshua had to wait 40 years before they were set back foot in Canaan. When people are in court over divorce, over wills, over estate, there is a war for words before possession. You've got to, you've got to state your case. You've got to claim why you're in the white. Amen. To win a war, amen. Have you seen them? When you go into a court case, when you go and you see the barristers, you see the lawyers, and they're fighting their words and they're trying to convince the jury this man's guilty, this man's innocent, this woman should go free, this woman should win, this woman should lose. There's a war for words, and the war for words precedes the battle for possession. And when the people are in court, they're fighting 
Verse 27 says, The proof of God's truth was the fruit of the grapes and the pomegranates, the figs. Amen. It did not dispel the fear of what they could see and the giants. What they could see overrode God's promises that God gave them. I'm going to say that what they saw, they saw the pomegranates, they saw the grapes, but it overrode, but they overrode the promise of the giants. They saw giants. They could see God's promise and God's truth, the fruit, but they chose to focus on the giants. I'm going to say that again. They could see God's promise, which is the fruit, God's truth, but they chose to focus on the giants. What are you focusing on? They chose to focus on the earthly problems instead of holding on to God's eternal truth. God's plan was never to just bring you out of Egypt. It was to bring you into the promise, the promise of God of a good land, a land thrown of milk and honey. God doesn't want to leave you where you are. God wants to bring you into a good land. I didn't want to go too long. It's already been 25 minutes. They actually had the evidence of what God promised. They had the fruit in their hands. God would not show you what he had promised you and not give you the capability to attain it. I'm going to say that again. God would not show you what he's promised you and not give you the capability to attain it. They seem to think that God was a God that would dangle a carrot in front of them and not give them access to what he promised them. I want to encourage you that when you get to that place of decision, you've got to decide, who am I going to listen to? Am I going to listen to doubt and fear? Am I going to listen to what God promised me? Am I going to listen to what the enemy is saying? Am I going to listen to my doubters, my haters? Am I going to listen to what God has promised me? God has promised us good life. When we get into that doctor's office and he gives us a, a negative report, are we going to listen to the human doctor or are we going to listen to the great physician? When the banker says, well, you can't afford that house and when the repossessor comes and says, well, we're going to take back your house, are you going to believe the report of the bank or are you going to believe the report of God? That he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. When he said, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, are you going to believe the report of the Lord when you get and you hit a brick wall and it seems like there's no way forward? Amen. Are you going to speak to that mountain or are you just going to accept defeat? I want to let you know every single one of us is going to get to that place where we're going to have to make a decision. Whose words are we going to believe? Whose words are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the words of the enemy, the doubters, the unbelief or are you going to believe the words of faith? You're going to have to believe the words of faith to you to get what God has for you. You're going to have to believe the words of faith because of our faith is impossible to please God. So if you may be standing at decision and you're saying, listen, there's a war of words taking place and it might be so much things going on in your mind. Who are you going to believe? There's so much thoughts coming against your mind. You have to open up your mouth and you have to declare God's words. Sometimes the enemy comes against our minds. He comes against our minds with thoughts of all kinds of it. When he comes against our minds of words, you've got to open up your mouth and decree God's word, what God is saying. Because God is saying, listen to me. The plans that I have for you are good and not of evil. Caleb and Joshua had to endure 40 years of waiting before they could see the promise of God. I pray that your wait will never be 40 years. I pray that you will get what God has for you now. But God is saying, I want you to believe me now. And this 100th episode, when the war of words is flying about your life, I want you to believe God's word. I want you to believe God's truth. Even when everything that is coming against you looks contrary to what you are believing, God is saying, I want you to take me at my word. Put your trust in him. He has never failed and he has never lost a battle. 
speak life speak god's words speak positive because there's power in the words that you speak this has been me kevin treasure aka the winner's mentality helping you win with your words the war of the words amen precedes the battle for possession eve lost the war of words and adam and eve lost out on the garden david won the war of words goliath gave his word but he spoke back to the giant speak to every giant in your life i'm gonna say that again speak to every giant in your life and let them know i always win because i speak god's word and i believe god's words this has been me pastor kevin treasure aka the winner's mentality helping you win with your words in jesus name i hope you've been blessed you can catch me on my youtube channel the winner's mentality you can catch me on instagram the winner's mentality facebook kevin treasure you can catch me on the podcast rss the power of words the winner's mentality please stay tuned in if you've been blessed amen reach out to me amen reach out to me on my email info at decisionsdeterminedestiny.com that's info decisionsdeterminedestiny.com i have a number of books out there i have a number of books coming out on the 25th of september uh, 90 days uh, daily devotional the 90 day daily devotional for men and women in ministry amen so please look out for that um, that's on my website www.kevintreasure.com i hope you have been blessed i have the power of words the winner's mentality please that is my flagship book amen that is the book that took me seven years to write and that has just been a blessing to so many people so you can get that on amazon on all good book bookshops in fact here we go let me tell you how you can get it amen let me just give my little advert and show you how you can get the power of words the winner's mentality by author kevin treasure the power of words the winner's mentality out now consists of 21 chapters regarding the use, effects, benefits, and consequences of the words we speak and the influence they have on our lives and the lives of those around us. Discover how to hold your tongue in the most trying times. Discover the real power you possess with the words you speak. Discover how what you say has a profound effect on your life. No person desiring success should be without this book. This book will teach you how to live a victorious life, which includes 24 winner's mentality points regarding wise words, 17 winner's mentality points regarding anger, 16 reasons why saying nothing is wisdom, 10 ways to frame your future with your tongue, 6 winner's mentality points regarding good health. The book is available in paperback and ebook format. Order your copy today, priced at $9.99. Available from www.kevintreasure.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Apple Books, and many more. Or call 07903-940-399. The Power of Words. The Winner's Mentality. Get your copy today. Available all good bookshops. The Power of Words. The Winner's Mentality. So please write into us. Info at decisionsdeterminedestiny.com. That's my company. Info at decisionsdeterminedestiny.com. That's me, Kevin Treasure. Writing to us. If it's been a blessing to you, please support the ministry. Please support the work that we are doing. Amen. I've got a theater coming out, a theater production coming out soon. Stay tuned for more of that. Amen. I just really want to, I want to affect my generation with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is my desire. 
to affect my generation with the gospel of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If there's anybody at the sound of my voice and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you've been struggling and you're saying, well, I've heard about this Jesus, but I don't know him. If you really want to know him, he's the savior of this world. Amen. In him, you put your trust. He's the one that can save you from your sin. We're all born in sin, shaped in iniquity. The Bible says there is none righteous. No, not one. But the Bible says that while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. The sinless lamb of God. When John saw him, he said, behold, the lamb of God that takes away the sin from the world. And you say, well, why did he have to die? When in the book before in the law, that when someone sinned, they had to take a lamb, an innocent lamb, and it had to be the shedding of blood. The Bible says, about the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. And God says, listen to me, enough of bulls and lambs. God's saying, I'm coming in the form of my son. Amen. And he who knew no sin became sin for me and for you, that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If you want to be righteous, you can't do it of yourself. There's nothing you can do to be declared righteous. In fact, our righteousness is like filthy rags. God is saying you need to put your trust in my son, Christ Jesus. He is the way. He is the truth. And he is the life. And it's simple. You say to me, Father, forgive me of every sin that I've committed. I confess my sin. and I put my trust in Jesus. I'm asking you to come into my heart. Forgive me of every sin. Wash me in your blood. Amen. Amen. I thank you that I'm now a child of God and I thank you that my sins have been forgiven. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to live a life that pleases you. Lead me to eternal life. Amen. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life and use me for your glory. Amen. These things I ask, I pray, I repent and I put my trust in Jesus Christ. Amen. Put your trust in Jesus today. If you've said that prayer, let me know. Amen. Let me know. Write to me. Amen. Email me. If people still write, I know people type. Email me. Inbox me. DM me. Amen. Anywhere you want to find me, let me know that you've made this great decision to follow Jesus. I hope you've been blessed. Amen. As I look forward to sharing more programs, I believe I'm going to be doing three times a week Monday, Wednesday, Friday, maybe three or four times a week. It's giving you help, amen, to be more structured with the power of words, the winner's mentality. This has been me, Kevin Treasure, with the 100th episode of the power of words, the winner's mentality. Signing out. See you on the other side. Thank you for tuning in to the power of words, the winner's mentality. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. Check out our website, kevintreasure.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You are born to win.